What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Bill's Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. Uh, kick off the show here. <laughs> We're agreeing. <laughs> so cleaned up. Bill's Mafia. Welcome to the Mafia Cast, part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Boys, we got some real football going on. It is opening weekend. Got some great lineups coming up on Sunday. We had a great game last night. I'm your host, Papa Ron. These are my boys, Casey and Mike. What's going on, guys? Like you said, thank God football's back. It's been a long summer. <laughs> it had a great it game has. last night. Wow. Yes, I mean if you're if you're not a Chiefs fan, it's a great game. Um, but you know what? It Let's just go ahead and jump game. right into that. Um, the Chiefs had four drop passes in the second half alone. Uh, I saw a stat earlier today. I think Mahomes completed like forty-one percent of his second half second half passes. I'm just going to get straight to the point. Do the Chiefs win that game if Kelsey plays? Yes. Yeah. I th- it, he's considered what I mean, basically, definitely a top three tight end of all time. Patrick Mahomes is this er- era's Tom Brady. Andy Reid is a hell of a coach. You know, you put those three together, and I mean, we all like the Lions. We all saw what they did last year, winning eight out of their last ten, and I mean, almost beating the Bills. You know, the that Bills loss, like the, after that, they went on a huge run. Um. But all due respect, I mean, it's still the Chiefs. It's still the reigning champs at home on opening night, you know, from 70,000 people. Uh, it's hard to bet against that trio. Right. And you you went with the Chiefs. You were saying yeah. they were going to win, and with or without Kelsey. Yeah. 
I I did. I I I just I think <laughs> I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are that good, but I think it showed that they really you need help. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes needs help. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantling and Kadarius Tony, like those guys aren't number ones. You know, they're fringe two players. It's hard to just always rely on Patrick Mahomes. We saw they kind of went the Bills route. Patrick, yeah. go do go do everything. Go play hero ball. And the defense, the Lions defense was just good enough last night to keep him from doing it and eating popcorn at halftime, apparently, the receivers. <laughs> well, we talked about this uh, one of the previous shows with the, the Chiefs, and if they are basically taking Mahomes' greatness for granted at this point, not getting him any real help outside of Kelsey, uh, Kadarius Toney, I'm not closing the book on him by any means because it's, you know, it's obviously a young season. He's a young player. But – they had nobody in the receiving core step up for them. Uh, Scaling had a couple of nice grabs, uh, but um, they need more than that. And if Kelsey can't go, if at any point in this season, like it, let's just put it this way, I as great as coach as Andy Reid is, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, I would go so far as to say if they lose Kelsey for any extended period of time this season, uh, I don't think the Chiefs win that division. That's how important he is to that team. Even if they don't have Chris Jones, I think Kelsey is more important. And it's it's interesting that we were saying this a season ago with Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes and Kelsey proved we don't need Hill. We got each other. Now I think things are a little bit different. If Kelsey, mm-hmm. if they lose him, uh, I think the Chiefs are in trouble. Yeah. Although I, I agree with Casey. Like, Sorry, Casey, cut you off. But like, No, go ahead. Um, you know, you thought the Chiefs had that game regardless, but – you know, then I'm thinking, you know, Kelsey starts that game. Um, Tony might not drop them passes. You know, Kelsey makes a catch. He he gets things rolling, and these other guys build confidence. And, and you know, and it's the Chiefs game, so. The morale boost. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a real thing. You know, it's momentum. I mean, morale. Like, it's it's a real it's a real thing. You, you see it. Like better, you get the way you get better, like playing other sports, basketball, you go to a pickup court, you play against better people, you are going to get better. Same thing. It's the same thing with Josh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. It's what makes a good quarterback, a great quarterback. He can make these average to okay players elevated and be, you know, very good players be, just by the play that those Josh and Patrick Mahomes can make themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelsey definitely feels like the glue right now. They kind yeah, of, they absolutely. Kind of I mean, but it, are either of you surprised by that, though? I mean, I know I still picked the Chiefs last night to win the game going in, but I, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I won't say I'm shocked or surprised that they lost. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, not like surprised. I'm not surprised. I wanted to see the the Lions win. I really did. So I can't yeah. really, I can't really Absolutely. see if I'm surprised or not. <laughs> but and I mean those pregame picks. I mean America had America had picked the Chiefs still sixty percent. You know, so I mean, it wasn't just me. I mean, it's Mahomes is insane. He's just that good to where it almost doesn't matter who he has on the field. Mm-hmm. Pop Ryan, you're muted. He, it was interesting watching that game. Sorry, my dog was barking in the background. <laughs> UPS guy was here, chaos for a second. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, watching that game and watching the way that Mahomes was playing, the way he was running around. And, and picking up yards and first downs with his feet, it looked a lot like Josh Allen, right? 
Like I, I think even the Chiefs offensive line, we were tweeting or uh, texting last night about it. They're kind of getting eaten up a little bit by uh, Detroit, so much so that um, Taylor Lewan had to repeatedly line up in, in illegal formations and uh, constant false starts. And they finally got Bef- him, though. Before Taylor Lewan comes at you, it was Juwan Taylor. Because Taylor Wan's a, a scary dude, and I don't want you to like throw <laughs> dirt around his mouth, <laughs> around his name. It's okay. it's okay. You don't know where I live. <laughs> true. True. Uh, um, another thing here too, Red, White, and Bills. He brings up Mahomes looked confused and lost. Uh, I was listening to some commentator. I don't. I can't remember if it was during the game. I think it was after the fact, but they were talking about. Not so much that Mahomes looked lost and confused, but more so that they didn't really look like – didn't know who to go to. Uh, and there, there just wasn't that go-to guy anymore like they had with Kelsey. And I will say I'm not surprised they lost, but given the situation that arguably their best player on both sides of the ball not named Mahomes out of the game and they only lost by a point, there's something to be said for that, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Roy – Roy Collins said it earlier. I mean, the def- the K- KC defense looked good. I mean, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing as a blank on it. George Karloftis. I mean, he played he played a good game, you know, from what I from yeah. what I saw. I mean, he was getting through the back, he was getting into the backfield, you know, just disrupting, making golf uneasy. Um, Juan Thornhill, you know, he's still back there. LeJarrett Sneed, you know, they're still they're not top end corners. Um, individually, you put them together though, you know, and it's 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 a it's a decent duo. So I mean the defense is good. We always knew the Kansas City defense was always always good. It was never great or fantastic. They always did what they needed to do. Let Patrick Mahomes just go out and win the game for them. Yeah, I agree. It, this is another thing too. Ray White and Bills brings up, and I wanted to talk about this because I tweeted this out yesterday after it happened. I think the Chiefs going for a fourth and twenty-five with three timeouts, two minutes left, and the final uh, was the final knife. And I completely agree. That made zero sense to me. That was um, – I'm trying to think, John, as you said. Like trying to link on the, uh, other team the Chargers, point, right? the Chargers head coach. Brandon Staley. Staley. That was a total Staley move, in my in my opinion, and not an Andy Reid decision, which was – again, it was weird. And maybe you guys can come up with some legitimate reasons for, for making that decision. But that close, that deep in your own territory, fourth and 25 – You've got all three of your timeouts, a little over two minutes. Please make sense of that for me. Madden. Madden. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, hold on. Right. So, fourth and 25, they go for in their own territory. You're you're planning on Patrick Mahomes, you know, just throwing a bomb, you know, using that cannon of an arm that he has. And if it gets intercepted, you know, it's a punt. It's the exact same thing as a punt. It doesn't really matter. But they're hoping to either a get lucky and somehow someone either gets open that far downfield or breaks a tackle and uh, gets the first down, or gets the pass in, the spot foul pass interference call. So that I I I understand like where he's coming from. I mean that, but that's Madden play. You know that's that's the only yeah. you don't do that in oh. you know, real, real football. I mean that but that it's it's that's just the only thought process I I can come up with. Well, but. So it's it's kind of the same point, but you rewind it earlier in the game and you see the fourth that the Lions went for and got it. The only sense I could make of the Chiefs situation is that 
they were just trying to one up the lions on their fourth down play and trying to say, we're dominating this game, making the right decisions. Not you just trying to one up them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it fell miserably. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like that. Uh, last play that Zeke had in the Cowboy for playing for the Cowboys when he left the center. That was yeah insane. Yeah. You know what's funny too? I don't well not really funny, but if Coach McDermott makes that call, everybody's calling for his head today. Like oh my God. Media, if the Bills fans. lose if the Bills lose like that on Monday, it, I mean there it will be flames on social media. Yeah. Everybody will say the drought has restarted. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's already people out there not picking the or picking the bills and not to make the playoffs. So, yeah, that's also ESPN. We'll I guess there's hey, a reason why. There's Spectrum also people it, huh? saying that uh, they are going to go to the big game too. So, true. We I true. mean, there's there's we'll a see. few. We'll see. Few. I just think few. it's hilarious though that there's so many people that are picking against Buffalo. Not not even just not to make it to a Super Bowl or win it, but not to even make the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Agree. The whole we're getting some shade here. People are throwing some serious shade because they they want us to fail, and you know we're we're a serious factor and and threat right now. So throw all the shade you want. Yeah. Well, we'll let game time speak. We've gotten worse after a thirteen and three season. (laughs) Diggs wants out. Kincaid's going to be a bust. Josh Allen's on his way down. I mean. What more do we have to look forward to on Monday? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting tired of seeing all these uh, uh, promos popping up on ESPN with Aaron Rodgers' face on there with the green uniforms. That's getting old. So <clears throat> I can't wait till that game on Monday. So that's uh, done and over with. Uh, Jessica here. Casey proved it earlier in the game. Uh, you took it off there. <laughs> Similar Sorry. Distance. I think just before halftime for the go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, I think I don't remember what the down and distance was, but they had a couple of, of long ones there at the end of the first half that, that set up that late touchdown in the second half. But um, I still don't think that yeah. warrants going up, going for on a fourth and twenty-five, under two minutes of your own territory in the fourth quarter. You know that I, I, I don't know what the thought. I the only thing I can think, of, like I said, the only thing I can think of is they were just. Going for the long pass, hoping it either gets intercepted or a pass interference. Like there's to me that screams I have no other outcome. To me that screams I have no faith in my defense can stop Detroit. Well, maybe maybe he didn't. I mean, sometimes game game the game play calls for that. Yeah, after the pump fake, I mean, the Chiefs seriously started getting worried about that. (laughs) You know, it had to had to come up with something. Yeah, my well, wife it's not just like the texted defense me. Was playing poorly. Yeah, true. I just want you guys to know, my wife texted me and wanted me to make sure to tell you that she picked the Lions last night. She picked the Lions. Yeah, she's <laughs> one of them. Casey, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Aaron here. Uh, why do they pump up Mahomes over easy scramble out of the pocket? Uh, pocket. Yeah, I. Because I guess do. we do. I'm just resigned to the fact that Mahomes is going to continue to get the love from. He's from, a, you know, the golden boy, right? Yeah, but and that's why just, wouldn't? He? But why wouldn't he? I mean, as Bills fans, I mean, I we can. I mean, the three of us have all come out and said it's Mahomes one, Josh Allen two. Yeah. So I, I mean, that. but after yeah. last night. It really makes you think, you know, if Josh Allen has a Travis Kelsey, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I've or, said or, repeatedly you know, that's going to make or break the game, so to speak. So, as far as just being the the most gifted, physically gifted quarterback, there is nobody better than Allen. He can do what he can do. I people can't. Uh, there's no other quarterback in the league can do it. Yes, Mahomes has got a great arm. He can throw from every different angle. That part of it, he's got him. But the running around, the scrambling, and things like that—the—that's to me what separates Allen. Yeah. Now I know Allen needs to win the game. I, I get all that, but physically the speaking, only, there's nobody better. Physically, yes. The only thing I think Mahomes has on Allen might be decision making at certain times, at certain moments. And we all we all see it. Every single person's like. But once again, we're like, Josh, what are you doing? You know, we all clench and it's either a run and he hurdles or like it's the tightest of windows and somehow he gets it in. But it's like, oh, my God. Now, those are the successful ones. But then we look at some of the other times when it's like, Josh, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Why did you do that? You know, it's like it's one of those things. I I guess I don't know if it's because I'm not truly like a fan of the Chiefs and I don't watch them like that. I mean, yeah, we all watch them when it's when they're on national television. But like it, I I don't get that feeling as often with Mahomes. I guess I feel I like it's comment. I feel like it's more. Un, I feel like it's more a little calm, cool, and collected more often than it is with Josh. Not saying Josh isn't, you know, but it just seems like Mahomes stays more level, and Josh is a little bit higher and lower peak. Yeah. And to a point, I, I understand that, and I and I can agree with that. I do want to bring this point up, though. Mahomes' decisions are easy because he always has a wide open Kelsey. Yes. What. That's a good point. Yes. Yes. He yes. knows Kelsey's going to be where he's supposed to be, and most of the time he's going to be open. Watching that game, there was a couple of questionable decisions on Mahomes' part where he threw to, and I even text you guys, like, Allen would have been ripped apart if he'd have thrown into that triple coverage that mm-hmm. Mahomes did, and nobody said a word about it when Mahomes did it. Right, like he's a, he's a that's boy. the part. Yeah, that's the part of the whole comparisons that frustrates me is when Mahomes does it, man, it's okay. It's Patrick Mahomes; he's the golden yeah. child. When Allen does, it, like, oh yeah, see, he told you he's a bust. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's it's annoying. But even like Collinsworth, it, I, I mentioned Collinsworth last night, being like, "Oh yeah, see Mahomes. It doesn't matter when you have Patrick Mahomes under pressure." But then in the next sentence, he was like, or the next play, who was like, "Yeah, see Patrick Mahomes make a bad throw because he was rushed." <laughs> yeah. And I and I do think that as you mentioned earlier, Mahomes was put into a position where he had to play hero ball. And if like I said, if you look at that, it looked very similar to what we saw from Allen yes. last year with the hero ball. Exactly. Forcing passes, running around. So anyways, Kelsey probably he's got 10 days to rest up. He'll probably be back next week. Yeah. If not, uh, I don't think he's more misses one of the couple of games, but if something were to happen in long term, because he's not getting any younger either. I think he's 33, 34. He's like the second, second oldest tight end in the game. 
Yeah. Yep. Is he now? Wow. Behind so, Mercedes yeah. Lewis, who is like Stone Age. He doesn't even heard that name he's, in a while. He's basically a guard at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time I do any kind of fantasy football draft and I'm scrolling through the tight ends and his name pops up, I was like, he's still around. <laughs> Dude, right? Like, you're just like, oh my God. I remember watching yeah, him yeah. play in Jacksonville. <laughs> All right. Let's move forward um, and talk about some of the position battles that we've been kind of watching over the summer. I, and I would say probably at least two out of the three we knew were going to happen or, well, I won't say we knew, but kind of hoping slash predicted um, and that being Torrance. And, and I, I don't know about you guys. I, I would have been rooting for Benford since day one last season when he was first drafted and all the hype started coming out of the camp reports about him playing well. And, and I'm, I'm a sucker for, for underdog guys. Torrance, we all three, I think from the moment he was drafted, kind of just assumed that he was going to get that position. But with Bernard getting the, the call at middle linebacker after having not played any preseason games, what do you guys think about that? I'll start with you, Casey. I just think it shows like the trust that he has from the other players on defense. And that says a lot for having veteran guys like Poyer and Hyde and Vaughn and Tredavious White, you know, Matt Milano. These guys are all pros and relying on you to get them in the right spot. So he impressed that much in training camp before the preseason even officially started that he, they, we're like, yeah, like no matter what. I mean, we can also say that Dodson played himself out of that battle. You know, I, I think they were they saw they also saw Dodson in the preseason. They were like, it can't get worse. Like that <laughs> like there's no way Bernard is gonna be worse than this. You know. <laughs> and I'm happy for it now. I didn't understand the pick back then last year because I've said, like I said multiple times, I thought we last year was our last year with Poyer and they were going to keep Edmonds. And I guess it was just an ignorant thing, just not thinking about the cap space and just being like, hey, we, we'll, Bean will figure out a way, but sometimes you just can't always figure out a way. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm happy Bernard is going to get this, this spot. I mean, we know what Dodson can be. We've seen it multiple times for the last couple of years when he's had a spot start. It's time for a new taste. You know, I'd rather deal with growing pains than just nagging pains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've tried and tried, and and now it's just – it's his turn. It's his turn to shine and show what he's got. So uh, – and I yeah. and I want to I wanna just shout out to John real quick. He just commented. Uh, John's actually having uh, – John McNeil from Game On uh, Sports, he's actually having Terrell Bernard – on Tuesday at his uh, store signing some autographs. So that's super cool. So that's Tuesday, uh, September 19th. Yeah, 7 to 8 p.m. in Hamburg. That's game on sports. So super cool. Yeah, so go super out there cool that he's check that out. Yeah, starting and then and then he's uh gonna mingle with some fans a little bit, sign some autographs too. Yeah. I, I think you mentioned the draft pick of Bernard last uh, last season, 2022. And I, for me, it wasn't so much who they picked as as much as where. Uh, and I think that was probably the biggest issue that people, that fans had with that draft was they felt like they could have waited maybe a round or two later to grab him. But I'll say this, like, I don't feel like GMs or coaches make draft picks and jump up and grab guys early just because they feel like it. I really believe that there's a reason for them doing that. And it's probably 
related to they have heard or are aware that there's a chance another team might be grabbing them. So to prevent that from happening, they take them early. Um, case in point with like the Texans, they drafted Juice Scruggs in the second round. That guy was projected as like a fifth, sixth round guy. And uh, he was immediately projected as their starter. Unfortunately for them, he's you know on the IR right now. But um, no way. sometimes – you know, sometimes GM's coaches, they have to jump up a little bit to get the guy that they want, and I think that's what happened last year with with the uh, Trail Bernard pick. Um, man, what does this say about Dodson, though? Like, you get the entire preseason basically to yourself because Spectre was removed from uh, the competition before the games even started. Uh, Bernard gets <laughs> – sorry, Casey. <laughs> hey, he still made the team, There, so you're saying there's some things. I, yeah, you never know. I mean, he's still a young player, and he is athletically gifted. He has the the traits to play the position, so you never know. Um, and I wrote about this a few days, well, I guess uh, like a week or so ago, the fact that the team had not announced who the starting middle linebacker was, that told me that it wasn't going to be Dotson. I really think they wanted to wait and see if Bernard could practice at full strength and if he was good to go. Once they realized he was, that's when they announced it. Um, so... I think Dotson's days are numbered with this team. Uh, even so much, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not even on the roster by the end of the season. And, and that sucks because I like the guy. But Roy just made a great comment. If Dotson was guaranteed $2 million, maybe he's not here. I mean, if that's mm-hmm. – yeah, yeah, I mean, they'll pay I – mean, we see what they pay all these guys to play special teams, and that's basically what he's going to do, you know, all this year. But mm-hmm. – if they have Dorian, you know, if they truly try to work Dorian in at that middle linebacker spot next year, um, or if Spectre can step up and just take over Dodson's spot and and be the uh, middle linebacker, like the second middle linebacker, then yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see it. I think he's just, he's just never gotten to the point that they hoped he would. You know, I understand yeah. he was he was an undrafted free agent, but I mean, like that for the amount of time and effort that they've put into him, it seems like the return on investment just isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's not forget too, they still got Christian Kirksey too uh, on the practice squad. So what if you- Bernard comes out and lays a stinker on third on Monday, then, then what do we looking at possibly Kirksey in week two? But if Bernard I- just breaks out, then what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, we're looking I decent. <laughs> I don't think Kirk, Kirksey is there for you know a breaking case of emergency. I think they're going to have Bernard on a short leash, you know. Yeah, and I, I, agree. I think they also brought Kirksey in because they don't believe in Dodson anymore. And even going back to college, Bernard has had injury issues. We saw it yeah. this preseason. So this, I think, Kirksey is. Middle linebacker two set in solid stone. You know, after after this week though, I think they're going to still give him this week to get acclimated to the team, and then starting week two, I think they're going to just make him the middle linebacker two, and we'll Bernard's snaps will be counted for sure. You know, he'll be watched yeah. like a hawk. Yeah, I want to jump back up here uh, to what Aaron said. Were the Bills expecting to draft Jack Campbell, and that's why they didn't address the middle linebacker? And free agency. I, I don't know from some of the things that I have seen and heard as far as uh, conversations and videos that the, the Bills team puts out. It sounds like that uh, Ben and McDermott were targeting Kincaid from the onset. So I don't think there was ever any potential of, of Campbell getting drafted to, to Buffalo. 
And I, speaking of first. Campbell, did you guys see him much last night? He was he was in on quite a few plays. I feel like, like I saw his name pop up quite a few times, and I'm like, man, I I, I mean, I know it's a guy that you were looking at, Ronnie, that you wanted, yeah, um, in the draft, and I, I wouldn't have been opposed to it after you know, kind of seeing his performance uh, last night. Yeah, I don't feel like he did anything to not warrant um, being drafted. Again, I th- did they take him to the teens? I think. Hey, like, yeah, because they took Jameer Gibbs yeah. twelve and Jack Campbell like what fourteenth, fifteenth, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty high, way higher than anybody was projecting him to do. But yeah, I don't, I, like I said, I don't think he was on Buffalo's radar at any point. But uh, I. I just think that as far as the middle linebacker position goes, I think Buffalo and the, the staff, they were comfortable and maybe, well, I'll say were comfortable with the three guys that they had. The fact that they signed Kirksey, though, tells me that they are no longer comfortable <laughs> in that decision, and they went out and got Kirksey. So we'll see what happens on uh, Thursdays. or Why do I keep saying Thursday? <laughs> Monday night as far <laughs> as that goes. But – uh. Let's we're go still ahead looking for and... revenge from last year, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and let's just well, get into you, this. Did you guys thing. notice that we're wearing the exact same jerseys that we wore last year at the Jets game? We wore all blue last year when we lost, and they were wearing white on green. That's exactly what it is again this year. So maybe, maybe Mike's right. It's maybe it is. They're looking for revenge. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I think. I think the whole team has a chip on their shoulder, honestly, after what happened last season and even throughout this offseason. Like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, all the shade that's been kind of thrown in their direction, uh, I think this is a team that kind of revels in that. So, And I keep hearing a lot of the players commenting on Allen being different um, and the way he's carrying himself this year. Toxic chicks, man. They'll mess your life up, bro. (laughs) I mean, you know, going through the process, being in the league for, you know, more than a few years now, you're, you're kind of settling in and, and getting in your ways here. And, and he, he knows what he's got to do. Yeah. Yeah, he's the last person I'm worried about. Uh, Roy brings up a good point. Maybe with the offensive upgrades, they were willing to take a chance uh, with what they had in middle linebacker. And I agree. Uh, I think they recognize the fact that uh, – you know, for a long, long time, the old adage was defense wins championships. I don't think that's the case anymore. And I'm one of those guys that, you know, grew up watching this game in the 80s and 90s when defense did win championships. So to me, that meant something. I've come around after seeing what the Chiefs have done to, you know, top-ranked defenses. Uh, I just don't think it really matters anymore. So I think Buffalo's like, you know what? We have a pretty solid defense as is. Let's focus and make our offense a little bit better. Let's give Allen some more weapons other than just, uh, digs. So, um, so I agree as far as that goes with this game on Monday, I'll start with you, uh, Mike on this. What do you think is the keys to this game? Like what do the bills have to do to come out of there with a victory on Monday night? But I think it, it is the defense because the, the jets have made this offense, these offensive moves, this, uh, this off season. So, you know, maybe, yeah, they're they're looking pretty good, you know. If if everything's working in unison, um, their offense is definitely something to be worried about. I think we can go toe to toe with them scoring wise, but we need to stop these guys. 
we need to stop step up uh we need to see you know hopefully we see bernard um do his thing um in in every i mean i mean we don't have Kyrie elam so we're still kind of we're still kind of uncertain i guess so to speak at, at uh you know who's the permanent starter at um these key positions but it's it's going to be our defense that needs to shut their offense down we can't let rogers pick us apart i thought i thought you're going to say shut them up <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> me too that that too <laughs> i mean they have no, been talking at least the media that's been it. Talking i just for them. i gotta see the defense get after this team because i know the offense can do it but they could they could probably go toe-to-toe with us just you know like like we saw with the chiefs last year in the playoffs we got to shut them down. We just got to stop them. So I'm looking yeah, for that. What do you defense. think, Casey? So I go, well, playing off what Mike said, I think CB2, I think that is Benford's job to lose. I think that that is like they're just, they're going to throw him in. They're going to let him go. And if until he starts to crap the bed, you know, bad, <laughs> I think they're just going to let it happen. They're going to let it run its course. And then I would assume Dane Jackson would come in. And they would do the same thing, just let it run its course until they can't anymore. Then they would go back to the rotation. They'd hit, they'd give it to Elam, um, just like a more uh, extended shuffle. But they're not going to do it purposefully. They're going to let it happen naturally. Which I mean, that that's what you, that's what we would rather have though than what they were doing last year and every other possession buoying these corners, you know. But I, the key to this game to me is going to be protecting Josh Allen. I mean, that's going to be just about the key to every every game this year. If you can keep and Josh's right jersey, if you can keep Josh's jersey clean, the Bills are going to beat anybody. You know, if I mean if he if he doesn't have to scramble for his life and play the hero ball that we saw Patrick Mahomes play last night, just hit those under roots to Diggs, you know, those those eleven yard curls, hit hit Gabe on that on that over root. Just like let it let it just happen. Let it come natural. Do what you do best. And I, I, it all starts with the O line. Sounded like you just said something about underoos while ago, but I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, that was last week. <laughs> that was last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the underwear Olympics last week. Yes, the um, underwear Olympics. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Here, here we go again with that. Um, yeah, I think a couple of people have brought this up now in the comments. Uh, the O line has to keep the numbers rushers off of Josh, like you were just saying. And then also yeah, biggest concerns the right side of our offensive line and um, take advantage of a weak Jets O-line. The Jets have bigger issues than even Buffalo does on, on the offensive line. And I'm not saying Buffalo has issues just yet. Uh, I'm still, I guess, cautiously optimistic that the line will come together and Spencer Brown will be okay. Uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how all that goes. But the Jets have a – they have one of the better defensive fronts in football. So to expect Buffalo to keep Josh completely clean, I I don't think that's going to happen. I think Josh is going to have to make some plays on the run. I just hope that it's not all game long. I I hope he's not constantly getting hit. If they can just give him just enough time, you know, throughout majority of the game, then, then yeah, I think he's going to find the open guys. I think we've got a ton of weapons now. I think Kincaid, I think Kincaid could have a really good game here and, and that's because of the rush, right? You you need a guy like a Kelsey when the rush gets in your face that you can trust is going to be there and create separation. And I think Kincaid is that guy. Um, 
we even saw it last night with with uh, uh, Detroit and their rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. He made some plays. He was wide open a few times, and Goff found him when he was scrambling around. So Sam that's kind of what I'm looking for from Kincaid. My streaming fantasy tight end of the week because I the one time I get to draft Travis Kelsey. The one time. <laughs> Hey, I saw you picked up Laporta too, and I have him in another league uh, as like one of my last one or two picks. Um, but yeah, good to see him making making plays there. But but Kincaid, he's our guy, so he's so he's better than yeah. him, better off than him. <laughs> hey, he was taken yeah, yeah. in the first, and Laporta was in the third. John, what's up? Yeah, and we don't want to see. Know, I... You were kind of getting into it. We don't want to see Josh go through what Mahomes went through last night. Yeah. So this with the right here and not having to force it. This little battle between Quentin Williams and and uh, Osiris Torrance, I, I wouldn't say it's going to get ugly. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yes, like it, I I agree. Yeah, I know Torrance is a rookie and he's probably going to give up. Well, I don't want to say he'll give up anything, but he's going to he, have his hands full, no doubt. Right. If, I won't be surprised if he gives up a sack, but if he holds his own and he gives up a sack. But Quinnen doesn't, you know, doesn't blow through the line every time and blow up the runs and blow and blow up the play action. And that's a win. Yeah. You know, I mean, O line isn't going to be perfect, but if they he can win seventy five percent of the battles, and hell yeah, that's a huge win for Osiris. And if right. you don't, good I, experience anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think that's matchup, or well, not necessarily matchup, but with uh, Torrance, I think that should be a prop. Does he give up a sack or no? Because it'd be the first sack he's given up in years. Hmm. He didn't allow a single I sack in, high, or in college. And if I remember correctly, he didn't give up a sack in high school either. And he didn't give up I, one in the preseason. Pybat? What? <laughs> Pybat? Do we need like a we need like a whipped cream endorsement for pies we, or something? We should get a whipped cream endorsement. <laughs> oh my god, Mike! <laughs> that'll Look be our that thing. The guy now. <laughs> They're doing pies every week. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. It is no, a fun I, one, and I'm not. Wait, 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 Chris. Ready, whip. <laughs> send if you can send in this picture or DM me on Twitter. Send like take a screenshot and send me this. Yeah. This I've. They're like, is the Mafia cast hitting with their picks or not? <laughs> what is? Oh, oh, wait, I'm an idiot. Or is Never it VR mind. logo? I overthought this big time. Okay, I think I he. Was, I think I think he was just kidding. I think he was just teasing okay. us. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to the the Torrance, the, the knock on Torrance's foot speed. He has the power though. Uh, I, I don't know the that matchup. It's gonna be fun to watch, and that's gonna be I. You know, to me, that's the biggest key: is can our offensive line protect Josh Allen? Like you were just saying, can they keep the Jets' defensive front from taking over this game? I'm fine if they make some plays here and there because you'd be silly not to think that they're yeah. not going to because they're just that good. But can they, for the most part, keep Josh Allen upright and keep him from having to uh, do what Mahomes was forced to do yesterday? The difference being, I think even if Allen does have to run around, he's got some guys he can count on, whereas Mahomes last night did not. So I think that could be a, a big one. Uh, the other key for me, uh, yeah, it's the the, the, uh, the corners. Is Trey White back? Is he fully mentally healthy? Like physically, I have no doubt. He's looked good through OTAs, training camp, 
and uh, the preseason game, he's looked like his old self. And all, from all the reports that I've seen, he's back out there dancing and smiling, and uh, the whole his whole demeanor is different than what is was what it was last year. And then yeah, with Benford because uh, Garrett Wilson's a good wide receiver. Like he's he could become one of the top receivers in this, not just this division, but the conference and league as a whole. And now he's got Aaron Rodgers thrown to him. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be a key there is if they can kind of control that matchup a little bit and kind of keep the him from, from making some huge plays, but it's going to be a great game. Um, do we want to do score predictions? We Let's always do. do. Why Let's do it. We need TikToks. <laughs> hey, what a, what a better way than on the fly? Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Casey, All right, Mike. Go first. The, oh, come on. <laughs> ah, I get to think for a minute. No, I'll All be right. wrong. I'm going to go 31 27 Buffalo. Whew. That's a, that's a high over under. I'm going to take the under on that one. What do you got, Casey? Mike. I, I just gave it to you. Or, sorry, Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say 23-27 Bills. How do you like that? 20, That's still nice. 23-27, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would still take the under on that. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. Um, and I'm going to go 21-17 Bills. Uh, Josh Ooh. Allen does what Patrick Mahomes cannot do last night, and that's drive the field for a fourth quarter touchdown to take the lead. Let's look at some of these other ones. There you go. Uh, I, the moment it's 20 to 17 in overtime. Not sure which way you got to pick one. Come on, you big chicken. <laughs> Not Come sure on. Which way. You're on a Bills podcast. Pick the Bills. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's the first game of the year. You hey, can't I, pick against I, us. I picked against the Bills week one last year, and I think I won. So don't do that around here. <laughs> What? We smoked week the Rams one week last one. year, or, or not week one. Or I'm thinking week one. We're in week against one, the Vikings, you big dummy. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I believe game I picked the Bills I, to lose, and I was right. I hate myself. It was. For it. it was the Vi- It was the it Vikings was. game. Yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> was he's 53 to zero? Spin. Yeah, that'd be cool. It, yeah, no kidding. Roy Collins, Bills, 23 to 17. <laughs> And then, yeah, he. All right, there he goes. It's the Bills. There you go. Right, there you uh, go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Go Bills. <laughs> yeah, I I can't wait. I do. So I I have to work on Monday, and so I'm gonna Ooh. be racing back when I get off work to to make it. Um, I might need to get myself a motorcycle so I can go down the middle lanes there. <laughs> get home on time. But uh, well, looking forward I'm to personally- game. I'm dealing with that spectrum BS going on right now. So I have from now until Monday night to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to watch the game, (laughs) especially with one of our followers, Derek Warren coming over tonight coming over that night. I know we're not KC fans here, but Casey, you're, uh, you're you're the example from the commercial, the direct TV commercial. Yeah. What, do you, what do you call a guy in face paint that can't get the game? <laughs> that's you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is, yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's going to be him with the pink hair, pink hair uh, yeah. before too long. I'm winning that bet. Pink hair, guy with pink I'm hair that, that can't get the game. I'm winning that bet. I'm winning uh, that bet. On the reverse so, of this, Ben says, imagine the fallout. 53 to 0, the Jets fan base. Oh. Uh, we need to call in all the therapists in the country <laughs> uh, and send them to New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Imagine the fallout if Buffalo loses this game, though. Uh, mm. 
nationally, yes. Locally, it won't be that bad. It's a game you can afford to lose. I don't think because the Jets have gotten better. They have improved. I mean, we everybody can admit. I mean, you you get a Hall of Fame quarterback, you get an All Pro running back in Dalvin Cook to pair with last year's All AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. You know, to go with the Defensive Rookie of the Year and an amazing defensive line and a top five defensive backfield. (laughs) And so yeah, I don't because they're not. But anyway, uh, but like I, if the Bills lose like in a close game, I won't like be su- shocked. I won't be surprised. You know, if they lose and you know get smacked, that's when Bills Mafia will be exploding. Yeah. But if they lose, you know, if if it it's if it's ugly, it won't be good. But if it's like if it's close, you know, back and forth, and we lose yeah. on a walk off field goal, Bills might be like, all right, you know, like like when the Dolphins beat us last year, like all right, you got to respect, you know, like watch the chirping, but like you got to respect yeah. a little bit. You beat us now, we crush you later. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so don't think about it. Two more times later, just to make it like seal the deal. And just to 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 make a point here, because <laughs> Spin's kind of giving me some crap. I, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, and I'm certainly not hoping for anything like that. I just know how overreactive Bills fans can be. Yes. They're going to freak out. And, yes, the Jets fan base is going I, – I may, I don't even know if I'll be on social media if that, if that were to happen because, oh, my goodness, it would be a week-long misery. But uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> I don't know – I don't, I don't know what's it's going on. It's just me there. and the dogs home, and the dogs are like have free roam of the house. And I just heard a big thud, so I'm very nervous to go out. But no yelling or screaming. So that's because I'm home alone, dummy. Oh, if there was yeah. yelling and screaming, I'd be more scared. If anything happens, at least you're <laughs> yeah. alive. True, I can hey, go out my window. There you go. Yeah, no, just stay on there so we Good can evidence. see it. And if yeah, I want to have We got it on camera. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, move forward here. Um, and, and Mike, I hope you're ready for this. Nope. Uh, let me pull it back up here. Here we go. AFC division champs and wild card predictions. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, all right. Well, let's start with you. Go, go ahead, Mike. Mike. You're talking Who's, just one, two, three, four? Just yeah, who are your division champs in any particular order? doesn't matter. And then who are your three wild cards? Well, I can't not pick the Bills. Duh. And okay. I'm putting the Jets above the Dolphins because they've made more moves this offseason, I feel like. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And that's basically that for me. So are you putting them in the wild? No, dummy. We're asking who wins the four divisions in the AFC and then who's going to be the three wild cards for the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. You better take this first. <laughs> I haven't thought enough about it. <laughs> well, lucky All for right, you, so- Mike, I made a DraftKings parlay about a month ago. <laughs> you did. <laughs> All right. What do you got, the, Casey? I got the Jets, the Bengals, the Jags, and the Chiefs. Three pretty, like four pretty standard picks, you know. But I was kind of scared because it's also DraftKings and it was free money. So I made a second bet and I switched the Bengals and the Ra- I switched out the Bengals and Ravens for and the Ravens winning the division. I could see it. I mean, I could definitely see that happen. The Ravens still have well, a let's, good. Let's gotten better let's on offense. Up. Let's okay. back up. We need to back up because I, I could have swore you just said the Jets were winning the division. Did I? Oh no, I'm sorry, Bills. Okay. <laughs> you meant wild card. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't even have the Jets in the wild card. I put really? that in. Okay, so, so <laughs> yeah, I think Ray I was thinking Wire. AFC East. You're talking the whole AFC right now. The whole yes. AFC. Yes, I jumped the gun divisions. a little. Yeah. Mike, read words. AFC division <laughs> champs. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, so so once again, Casey, say you've got Buffalo, obviously. I've got Buffalo, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Cincy, and then my three wild cards. I have Miami, the Chargers, and the Ravens. All right, okay. so I'll I'll make my picks now because I got I got to have All the teams right. in front of me because I I can't keep them straight sometimes the divisions. So I'm going to say Bills, Ravens, Jags, Chargers. Knew it was coming. I knew it was coming after last night. Why not? Not picking the Chiefs. It. All right. Why not? <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> yes, the Roy. Englishes are hard. Roy, if you saw my report cards, you would know. Yes, English is <laughs> really difficult. True. But when I want to do it, I, on it, I do. So. All right. Who you got for your wild cards then? Mike. Mike. Ah. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. So how about the Chiefs get the wild card? Okay, okay, that's one. You got two more. Um, Texans <laughs> and Steelers. I'm saying Steelers. Texas. Why not? Steelers. Who cares about the Steelers? The Texans. Going bold, man. I'm going bold. He's going bold. He's taking the Texans to make the wild care, card. Do you got? I know, Pop Ryan. I don't know if you watch South Park, but Mike is one of the dudes when they switch over the the KFC. Over to the other one, over to the new store, and all the guys are bouncing down the road. That's Mike right now. Hey, I don't want my picks to be the same as yours. So, hey, well, they're definitely we'll not going to be. They're definitely not. Definitely not going to be. It's funny you say the Texans, though, because I did outline a path for them, but it is definitely not the wild card. There might be some fantasy, fantasy influence involved, too. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, let. First of all, Spins got a prediction here. Browns, Jaguars, Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Bengals, and Jets. I'm not sure which one of those division. I'm going to assume the first four of the division champs followed by the the uh, wild cards. And my apologies. I am a little under the weather, so I'm starting to get a little more stuffier than I was when we started this show. But And then Spin also, I can't even lie, that was one of the worst takes I've <laughs> heard in a long time. 
<laughs> giving national media a run for their money. Love hey, it. Yes. We got to give it a that shot, sense. man. So that's what All we're right. here for. <laughs> so for me, division champs, Buffalo, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Kansas City. And then wild cards being Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers. Um, I left Miami out of that, and I know a lot of obviously the Miami fans aren't going to be pleased with that. They could get in there, though. I'm not saying that, that they're going to suck this journey by any means, but the AFC is just so loaded, like top to bottom. You mentioned the Texans. Even the Texans, because of the division they're in with Indianapolis and Tennessee, I'm not sold on Tennessee. I think Tannehill is average at best. I uh, Nobody's had more carries than Derrick Henry over the last few years. So the wear on those tires, his age, I believe, is 29. So he's past that uh, running back wall that they talk about all the time. And then you've got Jacksonville, who, yes, Jacksonville looked really good down the stretch. They looked good in the playoffs. But is that going to be who we see this year? Um, we heard it with the Bills a few years ago when they had when it kind of broke out. Everybody was like, okay, that was cool. Let's see you do it again. And that's where I met with Jacksonville. Let's see you do it again. So – so, yeah, I mean, as far as that division, because it is probably the worst division in football. So you're right? agreeing Anybody? with me. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm just saying there's a path, <laughs> yeah. but it's not the wild card. No, the worst division in football is the NFC South. Okay. But they're the worst of the AFC. <laughs> AFC, I'd, get, I'd give the AFC. But I, I just think the, the NFC South is garbage. Uh, so here's another one. Oh. Put it back up there. Bengals, Bills, Jags, Chiefs, Wildcards, Jets, Ravens. He is missing one. And there it is. Add the, the Chargers. So <laughs> Chargers are a hot. So I Pop Ron apologized for not putting Miami in there. None of us put the Jets in there. So if none of us put the you did? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I must have missed it. Yeah, I um, put them in as a wild card. So you're the only one, but so between me yeah. and Mike and just scrolling quick, I haven't seen anybody here, anybody commenting, putting the Jets in there. So if that's a the case, bias. no, but why should we be so worried week one? If we're that confident that we're going to win the division, then we shouldn't be all that worried that we're going to win Monday, right? Or are we just a bunch of chickens? Bernard's been the guy for a while. We're going to crush him. Let's go. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> uh so he, here's where backing up on my my picks i actually had too many wild cards now that i'm looking at it uh so i'm going to remove the charges from mine and stick with the jets Bengals, and pittsburgh those are the three wild cards i do think that the jets give buffalo a run for the division i do um they are a super talented team they were a top five defense uh you've got a uh, had a rookie in garrett wilson last season I believe he had over 1,100 yards, I think four touchdowns. I don't remember the receptions, but he did that with like four different starting quarterbacks throughout the season. So now you've got Aaron Rodgers in there. I think the only thing that could derail the Jets' season is their offensive line. Similarly, that's the biggest concern with Buffalo. But I do think Buffalo has a better offensive line. Um, in fact, I think if you rank the offensive lines in the AFC East, I think Buffalo sits at number two. I do believe New England probably has the best O-line, followed by the Dolphins and then the Jets. Um, you can even swap the Jets with the Dolphins. Like Both of them have some issues on the offensive line, even more so than Buffalo. But the Dolphins' uh, issues are more so health right now rather than the than yeah. the players that they 
would be potential starters. I think the overall potential starters, I mean, the, the Dol- I like the Dolphins offensive line if they, when fully healthy. Um, I would put the the Jets, I mean, the Bills and the Dolphins are pretty close in my opinion because it, it, cause it can go either way so quickly. But yeah. by if you're just looking names, I mean, I would you'd have to give the Jets higher. I mean, the Dolphins. Oh, my God, it's Friday. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. So, John here, this is, I think, why a lot of people are kind of not on the train with the Dolphins because of Tua. We saw – so there's a couple of things I want to point out with the Dolphins really quick. One, yes, Tua uh, – if he gets another concussion, that his career could be done, right? That's a that's, that's a true, a real possibility, and I'm not trying to to downplay anything whatsoever. He even said himself he did contemplate retirement this offseason because of those concussions. If it happens again, he's obviously going to have to you know consider that a possibility. Uh, but the other part of this too is whether even if Tua plays, if you think back to the two games prior to the uh, when they played Buffalo the second time. And I can't remember who the two teams were, but they shut the Dolphins' offense down. And there was a lot of talk about, did they just find the blueprint for shutting down the Dolphins' uh, offense? And then they faced Buffalo. But Buffalo didn't follow that blueprint. True to Leslie Frazier fashion, they stuck with their defense like they've always done. They didn't try to game plan really specific to what other teams had, had previously done. And then Tua got hurt. And then he was out for the rest of the season. So we didn't really see – how that offense would have looked going forward with Tua if that so-called blueprint was out there. So those two things to me are why the Dolphins are not up there. I do think that they can be stopped. So, so we'll see. Um, I'm bigger. I'm more so on the Jets side than I am with the Dolphins, but I hope they both suck, honestly, and neither one of them make the playoffs, <laughs> uh, ideally. <laughs> True Bills fan right here, everyone. We're going 6-0 right. the division. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> So uh, one of the things Dolphins... go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I was gonna say so Span Dolphins did nothing this offseason to address the line. Uh and yeah, that's that's true. They brought in Ramsey, who was out for the foreseeable future. That's really the only big addition I think that they made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was saying, they yeah. made the moves, and I think they're the force to be reckoned with. We're not worried about the Dolphins, like definitely not like we were last year. The Dolphins' moves were bringing in Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio and yeah. um, Jalen Ramsey, because just as how the Bills stayed pat on defense, it sort more so seemed this offseason and attacked the offensive side of the ball. It seemed like Miami was like, okay, we have a good offense. Now let's improve this defense. So I think that the Bills and Miami are just at two different, like at the same, doing the same thing, just opposite each other. You know, they're at two different, they have, Two yeah. different strengths. Yeah. Mike, were you going to say something? I don't know. <laughs> so, right. Paparan. Yeah. You probably don't know this, but today is a special day. A year ago today, you asked me to become your full-time co-host on our original podcast. And... I like it popped up today, and I just I just thought it was one of the like I just thought it was really cool that we've caught like we don't even we've never even met, and it's we've done this show fifty two weeks, you know straight. We there's been a mafia cast for fifty two weeks, 
Eventually, we spun off, did our own thing because Stadium Rant sucks, and I'll go out and say it. <laughs> oh, man. And then shout we out spun to Stadium off, Rant. You shout suck. out to Stadium Rant. Oh, man. And then we brought in Mike, you know, and Mike, I mean, you, you were going to be production, you know, and then all of a sudden we were like, hey, you want to come on? You want to come on? You want to come on? And then you did, you stuck around. You were like a tick. We couldn't get rid of you. <laughs> Can't get away, man. I just love it. <laughs> but I mean, it, this has been like probably the funnest year of my life. And it's definitely because of this podcast. I mean, it's a lot of fun. So it, this is awesome. Thanks, right. Papa Ron. It, it has a couple been, years ago. Well. I would have fallen asleep at halftime, but. I almost made it through the whole fourth quarter last night. <laughs> he says almost. Uh, I'm Terry Ide. It's your one year anniversary. Yeah, um, it's been a it's been a ton of fun. And a shout and, out to Roy. And a shout out. He's here like every week. He and Span. I love it. In Span. And Span. Yes. And anybody else who, and who? There's a few others, but we yeah, really appreciate if it. If you're a regular on this show, we love you. Thank you. Uh, you know, while we're at it, hit the subscribe and the like, share. Get it out there, but um, this has been a ton of fun uh, doing this, and uh, I look forward to, you know, continued many, many more. And it's funny that you said we've done this pretty much every single week for fifty-two weeks. Next week we will not have a Friday night show. It's true <laughs> because Casey, why are we not doing a show Friday? What's happening? Wait, what are you guys here? gonna tell me? We're gonna meet. We just did. Oh, yeah. Me and Papa Ron and Mike are all going to meet for the first time next Saturday. I did already know about this. And it, it was supposed to be next Friday, but Mike is has some other thing to do and just cast us away. Sorry. So we're not going to have a podcast next Friday, but next Saturday, in place of it, we're going to have the mega podcast that you guys saw in the beginning of the show with the Resurgence Brewing Company and everybody all your favorite personalities from buffalo rumblings so come out come meet us for the first time when we all meet for the first time home it's gonna be a weekend fun. home opener weekend we're going we're doing this saturday and then sunday we're in mafia house 7 a.m you know we're we're gonna be there <laughs> yeah, we're, might hold you we're, to that case. we're gonna hey you know me we're up early don't get me buddy. going man don't get me going We'll we'll be there. We're, it's going to be a lot of fun, you know. It's yeah. And if I don't cry meeting you, Papa Ron, then I don't know what's wrong. With you. <laughs> One week from today, well, this time tomorrow or this time next week, I will be in Buffalo with, uh, with my my wife, my girls, their significant others. Um, it's going to be a be lot gifts. of fun. We're looking forward to it. Come out to the Resurgence Brewing, and, and meet us, meet the crew, meet all the other Buffalo Rumblings personalities. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So. Um, Yes, Roy says bring gifts. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> For so, us or so us what bring do gifts. I like to have? Let me just send out the, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to bring you a bag of salt potatoes. That's what I'm going to bring you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, I've got to take the, the family to uh, Bar Bills. None of my kids have ever experienced <laughs> actual, true, authentic buffalo uh, chicken wings or even the, 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 um, the uh, blue cheese. Blue cheese. Frank Which it up. I'm telling you now, it is different. I don't like blue cheese, but you have it in Buffalo. It is different, and it is so good. So, so good. really looking forward to that. We are going to get out of here. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll be in town next week. Uh, we're going to be uh, researchers brewing. Come out and meet meet the crew. So for the Mafia Cast Buffalo Rumblings, we are out of here. Um, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. See you in two weeks.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.